Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the Iron House podcast. It's your homie Daryl. And this is Roy. And we just have to talk about the insane SBD Cup coming up this year. It's crazy. Crazy. And the reason why it's so crazy is because I don't think there's ever been this many signups for any powerlifting competition in Holland ever. No. So for reference, like the SBD Cup has always been the biggest meet yeah, in the Netherlands. It's always been popular. It's La- always been my favorite competition to go to as well. Yeah, same. Last year was around 200 uh, participants, mm-hmm. and this year they bumped it up to 400. 400. There were so many signups. Unbelievable. And I have, I have the list in front of me, and as, as of right now, there are 417 people signed up, and uh, for some funny reason, the max amount of participants is 400, so there's 17 people who are above the max, but that's yeah, usually, that's, I don't know how that works. That usually <laughs> happens with signups, yeah. and there's even... Uh, Reserve lies, so um, people on the waiting list of 43 people. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. That has to be the biggest. I don't, I don't know how big you know those really big CrossFit competitions are, those like those lowland throwdowns, but this, this is a really big competition. This is a yeah. lot of people. And I've understood that, well, we all know that it's going to be three platforms this year. Don't think they're, because they got to do something different to, to get this amount of people. So, uh, before so when the signups just opened they had the limit at 256 but the signups went uh, filled up so quickly that now they bumped it up to 400 but like even with three platforms you can't realistically have 400 no. people lifting it kind of has two to be days. two weekends right yeah it has to be two weekends or maybe like a third day like the little friday saturday sunday that's also that. possible that's also possible or maybe because the signups open pretty early so maybe they're now looking for a bigger location where they could do four platforms i don't know Man. They're probably thinking of something. I mean, they kind of have. They kind of have to because you have so many people signed up expecting to get that SBD Cup experience, which has always been a great experience. It's been um, definitely our favorite competition to go to as a team. I think that's also where we have gone with the biggest group we've gone to. You also have the DRC Cup, of course, and we go there with a big group as well. But SBD Cup is where we've gone with big, big groups. Even there were like fifteen to twenty people, including coaches. But now DRC Cup doesn't really exist anymore. True, yeah, but back it, it in the day. It hasn't happened. Yeah. yeah, I know, back in the day, like yeah. there was SBD Cup, DRC Cup, but now it's just SBD Cup. Yeah. Which I think is also the reason why the SBD Cup is now so big, because there's no, no other big competition. Yeah, but if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, I think even back when it was still around, I think people just really got a kick out of going to the SBD Cup. It was just like a bigger party in that yeah. sense. It was also... Uh, yeah, Pretty perfectly spaced between between nationals. Yeah. So you can yeah, do like exactly. you can do nationals, yeah. then have like half a year to train, do SBD Cup, then have half a year till nationals again. Like, yeah. like not exactly, but right around. Yeah. So for people who are listening who aren't completely clear on what we're talking about, so in powerlifting in Holland, you have the federation. The federation organizes multiple competitions, official competitions throughout the year, and you have those um, official competitions next to the unofficial competitions, like the mock meets that we organize. And we've also organized official competition. We've organized uh, junior tam- uh, junior Dutch championships uh, twice, and that was really fun. Um, so these competitions are a big deal because people you have to have to compete here to qualify to be able to um, lift at the national championships. Um, but I think what's happening now also is a lot of people who are competing for the first time and not necessarily doing so for qualifications are just choosing to go to SBD Cup because it's such a big hype around it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the one where... I know maybe the most social media cloud is going to happen, or where there's just the mo- most people going. There's a lot of young people going as well. Yeah, because if you look at the the nomination list, which basically like the sign up list, they ask you for what's your best total. Uh, a lot of the no- uh, nominations 
have like no chance of actually qualifying. Yeah, not not even close. Yeah, <laughs> no. So which, <laughs> which is, not, is fine, by the yeah, way. Uh, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's a definitely a great way to get your first taste of powerlifting. Powerlifting is a longevity sport. You got to train long enough, stay healthy long enough, so you can get good at it. You got to build up that resilience against the weights. So it's definitely a great way to start off your powerlifting career. It's just sure. insane the amount of people who are signed up, and these groups are stacked. Dude, my weight class is fucking scary. Like scary. it's more competitive than nationals. Like, yeah. how in the fuck? <laughs> but I'm super proud of you because you're still, you're still pretty up there, though. You're not yeah. for how stacked it is. Like you and Lee are like right there, like to, uh, right next to each other. Look at totals because you can go to the SBD uh, uh, to the Concast powerlifting website. You can see the nomination list, and that's a complete overview. Everyone's participating, and they ask you to add your. Um, your best lifts, of course, into the system. Now, most people are completely honest. Some people like to play some mind games. They kind of like, you know, put some weights a little bit lower, a little bit higher. To like yeah, some people. those people, I'm like, you've never actually totaled that in a competition. Yeah, yeah. But that still gives you an indication of what everyone's ranking is. And you always have some outliers who you know, this guy's going to, he's going to take the cake or this girl's going to, she's, she's, everyone's fighting for second place. And these groups are impressively stacked. I mean, I've never seen groups this big. This this is some USAPL type of like competition where yeah. they have yeah, a basically. convention center with five different platforms. This is this is big deal. And Roy, you are let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're tenth. Tenth in a group of like what, forty? Uh, I think it's more like seventy. <laughs> Jesus, it's so much. So that's that's actually pretty good. Yeah. You're 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 top ten contender, which is the biggest competition in the country, bigger than nationals because you got more participants. And I think also nationals is a bit of a, it's kind of an honorable thing. You go because you compete for nationals, you want to be the best. But it's more of like a formal thing. SBD Cup, people go wild a little bit. They have more fun there, I think. Yeah. People let loose, they, they, they try, tend to try more. Um, at nationals, you got to be really precise what you do. You can't miss lifts. You can't you know risk losing certain uh, numbers. But here, people tend to like, you know, kind of let loose a little bit. And you and Lee are right there at number 10 and 11. And at the top, you got some of the really big boys, the the cream of the crop. Because there's like five guys nominated at a total of like 760 and above. Yeah. Because yeah. b- before they expanded the uh, the amount of uh, uh, members, I was hoping to get top three. And then like they expanded the member list. And I was like, yeah, yeah okay, like this, this just, isn't happening anymore. You just get pushed down yeah. that list, yeah. Because before there was like two guys like way ahead of me. And then there was like a list which is like right around 700. So I'm like, ah, that's doable if I have a good meat. Uh, but now it's like, yeah, no. Like I can't just add 50 kilos to my total all of a sudden. No, that's unfortunately not how it works. And because in this group particularly, you have some of the showstoppers. You have the record holders, the big contenders. You have Bob van der Bogart, Big yep. Bob, which is an incredible athlete. This guy always puts on a good show. And you have the OG, <coughs> Piotr. Yeah, yeah. The, I was surprised like, to see him on the list. Yeah, like the like the Dutch godfather of powerlifting in that sense. Like he he always all puts on show as well. He's so precise with what he does, and I haven't seen him lift in a long time. I don't think he, I don't see I seen him compete in a while. But maybe uh, maybe that's just me. I think he has competed recently because I think he did uh, Masters Worlds or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and he also did uh, the Dutch Master Championships, but he went like really easy. Yeah, from what I've heard, yeah, Peter's so great because he like he is so deep into the IPF world. And he's he's part of the uh, IPF organization as well, so he brings a lot of that experience also to the competition. And when you have you know Peter, an, an older gentleman who's been around, 
and you have Bob who's just so good at powerlifting and he's still he's still I think stretching his legs. I mean he's got a long way to go still in his career. For sure. And those two guys, you know, battling it out. At that point it becomes the person who wins, the person who makes all the lifts, the person who doesn't fuck up, makes a bad calculation or sure. some weird thing doesn't happen like the someone gives you a really bad lift off on the bench or something. But those are the best competitions where like you actually get pushed instead of just yeah. like like okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do some easy some easy third attempts and then I'll win anyway because I'm so far ahead like yeah. You, you want to be pushed by your competitors. Yeah, you, you, That's you, the fun you, aspect. You want that competition to fuel you as an athlete. And all these classes are stacked. I mean, going down the whole list, even both men and women, they are stacked. And luckily, and beautifully to see, they are so filled up with Ironhouse members and Ironhouse athletes. Yeah, I'm so proud, man. Yeah, we got a lot of people. You you, you handle all the registrations for all the athletes. How many people do we have going to SBD? Uh, I counted yesterday. We have 21. 21. God damn, 21. That's a That's lot a of people. Yeah, and we have some beginners also going. We have some more experienced people going as well. And uh, we have some people who are actually making a run for the podium also. I think we had in... Let me check. We got Avka in the minus uh, 63 class. Yep. And she... I think... I have seen her numbers that she put down a little bit conservative as well. So she might definitely yeah, make, a, so make a good chance. I have Talita going in the 57 class. I think she's nominated like six or seven. But like the five people that are above her are like within five kilos of her total. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, I'm looking now and she got moved way down the list. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot new more sign-ups. So, uh, oh, yeah. I hadn't looked uh, yeah, so, but, with the added sign It's so crazy. There's so many sign-ups that it's, it, it's such a big group that you're going to have to wait until... A few weeks out of competition because this always happens to pop competitions. People sign up. They're so excited. A few weeks up to the competition, people cancel. They back out. Injuries happen or whatever. Yeah, so. the, it's, speaking about that, like, it's, 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 it's super ironic but also kind of sad. I don't know if you know him. Like Robin Kensenhaus, he's a master's lifter. I in my love weight that guy. Yeah. He's one of my favorite power lifters so to watch. I put an Instagram story like of the nomination list. I was like... Uh, with a text like, oh, no way I'm going to get in on the podium. And he DM'd me like, oh, no, you shouldn't think like that. You know, stay positive. You know, anything can happen. That's such a nice thing to send. As and then DM. two days, and he was competing at a Masters uh, Bench Press Championship, European Masters Bench Press Championship. Whoa. Uh, and then he tore us back there. Oh, so, no. So I DM'd him like, bro, you jinxed yourself. <laughs> yeah, dude. But such a nice thing to do. He has a sense of like, but uh, he's, he's a fucking machine. Shout hey. out to Robin. Yeah, if, if you if you haven't seen this, he's super cool. He's super nice. Yeah, let's see. We got Avka there. We have, I think Yana was also. Uh, Yana's rate is now ranked second place in her group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so she stayed yeah. second place again. These, these rankings necessarily mean a lot, but it just gives you an indication of what the quality of the top contenders are going to be. So, what kind of competition is going to become when you have one person who's just a big outlier? It's like a hundred kilos total difference. On the second one, yeah. then you know that it's not going to be much of a battle in that sense. So 21 people, that's a pretty big group. I think the last time we went to SBD Cup, we had, I think, maybe 12 or 13 lifters. And that already felt like a really big group. Yeah, We also took home a few wins, a few medals as well. So this is going to be a hell of a weekend or double weekend. Yeah, and I think it's really cool because at that time I also competed at SBD Cup, but I was like a pretty new member here. So I didn't really know anybody. And like... I was like, oh, cool, there's so many people from Armhouse, but I don't know any people. And after that, it kind of faded away, which, you know, pandemic didn't really help that much. But yeah, that makes it harder. But, like, the past couple of years, it's mostly been, like, me, Helm Team, 
Reese, and that's pretty much it. So to now have like 21 people go again, that's super cool. Yeah, super dope. Yeah, I almost went because we used the first time I competed, and I competed just because my homie Johannes was also competing. So I was like, we'll do it together. And I had like probably like the worst conditions you want to have going into competition. So I coached the whole day before, coached six different people the day before. And then I got like four hours of sleep. I got kind of like road sick on the way over to the competition. <laughs> so I was nauseous as fuck. So I... That, that, that's, that's like the trifecta of the um, worst things that can yeah, happen. That, like uh, my buddy Jeroen drove us over there and he has this, this pretty low like sports suspension Audi. So every single crack in the road you could feel. And then he drives fast. So I was like, I didn't eat because... My whole thing is, I don't want to eat, so my, you know, my stomach fucks me over later on. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. Yeah, uh, it was it was horrible. So I had to I had to I had to go a lot more conservative than I wanted to. I had to like fucking grind some reps out, but it was definitely a lot of fun. And uh, I w- I would have loved to able to do this competition as well. But besides not having time to train, but also so have so many of our athletes going that I'm just gonna be busy twenty four seven with coaching. And pretty much, it, yeah. And <laughs> You're you're fucking me over because you're also competing. So yeah. when 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 you're competing, I gotta I gotta make sure to hold it down for you. But I think most of my athletes are going to be lifting on on Saturday because most of the like lighter women's classes are going to be on Saturday. Usually the ninety three kilo men's classes on Saturday. Is it already known? Uh, not not really, but it's just it's what I know sure. from previous competitions. Because okay. like yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty normal for the ninety three class to be like on another. On another day than the 105 class because they're both like so big yeah. so they got to usually split those up in two days yeah you also kind of want to give the spotters a little bit of a break also yeah that that's what i'm wondering about there's such a big competition so many lifters and such such a stacked competition when it comes to like the heavy groups you know you got your 105s you got your 93s there's usually people who lift a lot of weight so yeah and, not, and there's also bigger minus 120 group than you usually see as well Oh no, that's not true. That's true. That's uh, that's pretty normal. But that means that spotters and loaders gonna ha- are gonna be working overtime. There's a lot of work to be done, and if they got multiple platforms, I'm just I just hope they get enough volunteers. Yeah, but I think yeah, okay, because they they obviously need like a lot of volunteers with that many people. But as far as like the actual loading weights, having bigger groups is uh, or having uh weight classes with more people is actually easier. Yeah, because you don't change out big plates too much. Yeah, because what happened at nationals, I think, well, was like. So my group was just like the 105 class, so that's pretty pretty simple. But then the other group was like uh, minus 120 men, plus 120 men, which has like Sebastian Templar squatting like 350 or something. And then also like uh, women 84 plus. And women 84 plus are strong, but they're not Sebastian Templar strong. <laughs> Very few people are Sebastian Templar <laughs> yeah, strong. So, so they have to go like from like 350 down to like around 200 again. Like that's more work than just going from like, I don't know, 250 to 200 or something. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Because since this, the group is so stacked and you have beginners, for example, the lowest register squat for the minus 20 group is um, minus 120 is 112. And the heaviest is 300. Ooh. So that's a, that's that's a lot of Ooh. red plates moving up and down. And for the minus 105 class, you have the lightest one is 155, and you have again the heaviest 303. Yeah, so, but that's, but the 105 class is going to be split them into like it, it fucking four groups or something. Yeah, it has to. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna have you're gonna have spotters and loaders working really hard to make sure the competition moves smoothly, and just the volume of people you need to be able to cover all the platforms and make sure everyone's comfortable. Because it's not only spotters and loaders. You got three competition tables. You got three sets of refs, so 
um, this this has to be like a really big group effort. People have to pull together. The bond really has to come through to, or in order to make this you know functional for so many people. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's gonna actually gonna stay at four hundred lifters. Yeah, there's gonna be people dropping out. Yeah, because it but, always happens. I'd, but I'd be super impressed if it's still above three hundred people. Yeah. That's still a lot of com- competitors. Yeah. But still, because there's there's still like forty, fifty people on the waiting list, so. Even if there were to draw people out, they'll just get filled back in with yep. people on the waiting list. Who are you uh, most excited to see lift? Ooh, that's a really good question. Uh, Do you have any people that you usually tend to like enjoy watching at, park, at, at Dutch competitions? I honestly don't watch that many competitions. Well, you're too busy like, lifting and training yourself. Yeah, like, like sometimes... You'll watch it once you win, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like sometimes I tell people like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch a live stream and then I watch a live stream and I was like, Sorry, but this is boring. Yeah, powerlifting is not the greatest spectator sport, but when you're there and certain certain weight classes are working or certain lifts, certain competitors, there are some moments where the hype is real. Yeah. Like my favorite powerlifter to watch and probably my prop, my favorite Dutch powerlifter for sure is Jebosian Templar, mm-hmm. the, the gentle giant, the, yeah. the real Viking. This guy is just such a blast to watch because not only how he lifts, but his whole behavior around everything if you've seen him at competitions, same as with last nationals, everyone knows he's the shit. Everyone knows. And he gets such a big gun factor that when he was doing his, I think, out of his last deliver, his last squat, like they put on this huge Viking chant song. Yeah, <laughs> that it, was cool. Like the whole crowd that was, was cool. fucking silent. Everyone was focused up. And I, I, I was sitting all the way in the left corner because I wanted to you know, talk to you uh-huh. and take pictures. So I was able to look to my right and see everyone and everyone just kind of leaned forward it was dead silent everyone was just focused not a single person in the crowd didn't want him to make that rep and he comes up there's like a big like theatrical performance to it and then if he makes it or not he hugs people he gave uh, robin a big ass bear hug also yeah yeah they're good they're good friends yeah someone missed someone missed a, a lift and he was trying to console that person when he was the second runner up to go on the platform so he's such a. He seems like such a nice guy. I don't know him personally, but he seems like such a, like a nice, incredibly talented, strong fucking powerlifter. Yes. And according to his Instagram, he's going for a thousand kilo total. Yeah, yeah. That was his goal for last nationals, and he didn't get it. So yeah, yeah. now he's gonna he's gonna try again. And that'll be really that'll be really interesting to see yeah. because people who are following him will be counting along with him with his attempts. So as soon as you see, oh well, this was a second attempt on bench, so that must mean. Delif has to happen here and here to get that thousand. So yeah. there's anticipation that kind of builds along and it makes it a little bit more of an enjoyable show because it's not like the person in second place is gonna give him much of a much of a challenge. Yeah, but thinking now about who I'm most excited uh to watch, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Yana, because she's like nominated second and that's like the coolest thing as a coach. Shout so. out to Yana. Yeah. To see her and, and make and a get, make a fight for that medal. Yeah, and just being able to like uh, help out in a battle for whatever podium position is available. That's gonna be super cool. Yeah, because she's ranked second now, and there's a uh, it's a pretty tight group at the top. There's about a ten kilo difference between her and the next six people after her. Oh damn! Yeah, that's tight. That's tight. That's, but that's, but those are like that the, makes the best fun. competitions to watch. And, and that's where, like, I hope you get to coach her, and then uh, uh, when she's so lifting and. Uh, and I can get to help you out because that's when like real coaching skills come into play. Knowing your powerlifting math, knowing people's lifts, tracking people's attempts, 
you know, from even from watching people warm up, the competitors warm up in the warm up room to see how they're doing, how they're moving, so you can make really good judgment calls because those those few kilos of difference that's going to place you there and place you away. You want to it's a uh, it's 4D chess at that point when it's such a tight group. Yeah, that's when you're gonna go. To, you gotta go into real like yeah. midday, uh, midday coach mode. Yeah, and that's gonna be fun. I think we're also planning on doing uh, multiple meetups for our team moving up to yeah. the competition. Yeah, I had something in mind for that also, so that could make it a bit easier for uh, athletes to coach, coach other exactly. athletes. In case like Which we, we have to do because we don't have enough coaches for twenty one fucking people. Yeah, but but also because like uh, so they're for sure going to have three platforms. Well, they might add a fourth. Uh, to to get the amount of uh, space they need, uh, so yeah, we might not just not be available because we gotta help somebody else out yeah. on another platform. And I've done the whole running from platform to platform thing once, and that's uh, not doing that again. Yeah, and and there's also some people that are on the that are signed up that aren't really coached by us, but then yeah. they can kind of like uh, uh, lift up with some of the other uh, absolutely. Other we are lucky to have a lot of lifters here who just train at Iron House and represent Iron House, but aren't necessarily coached by our coaching team. You have great lifters like Senya, you have uh, Lee. So also really awesome lifters to watch and to root for. But we want to make it a habit of making it also a complete experience. So in our our coach, our team meetup days, you know, we'll go through all the, all the things they can expect for competition, um, how we're going to, how we're going to work once the schedule is out to know when is who's lifting when. I mean, if you're available, because outside of when you have to lift, you're available to coach. Yeah, but you, you might have two people on separate platforms at the same time who might yeah, need you. That's going to be an, uh, be an issue. Yeah, so that we're going to have to figure all this stuff out. But it also just makes everyone feel a little bit more of that team spirit and what to expect when going to competition. Um, of course, we got to get some dope shirts made, like last time. Of course. Got to represent. And... Uh, uh, hopefully I can get you a bright red one like you always wanted. Uh, that's, that's the dream. That, that's, that's, always, the dream. That, that's always been your request. So I'll try to get you one special <laughs> yeah. bright red fucking so your whole ensemble is complete. Nice. Yeah. Back then, with, but then I need to, I need a coach shirt and I need a, a lift yeah, shirt. Yeah, it's going to be, a, it's gonna be a quite, a, quite the order at Katoom <laughs> Fabrique yeah. this time. This, this is going to be a promise. I'm holding you to this. Yeah. Uh, um, don't hold me to nothing because <laughs> I'm going to try. What should be possible? We've got time. When is, when is the meet? Uh, it's uh, uh, last uh, weekend of October. I think it's oh. October 29, uh, 30. We got some time. Yeah. I hope it doesn't uh, mess with the plans for our Halloween charity event. Uh, but that was November, right? When's Halloween? I, I can never fucking remember. But we'll, we'll find it out afterwards. I, I asked last week and somebody told me and I already forgot. Yeah, this is completely unimportant. Yeah. <laughs> Any... Uh, any words of advice for all these youngsters and people going to this competition for the first time? I mean, it's not just a first competition. It's also your first competition at a really big SBD-specific meet. Take it easy. Yeah. Stay conservative. You know, Make sure you're lifting to standard. I think that's one of the most important things. Because maybe like people have maybe done a mock meet before. And, and obviously, like we, we uh, stated the rules. For the mock meet, but we didn't really give people uh, red lights. No, we we, for, we, we were very lenient in, yeah. in uh, enforcing. If, if you're squatting high at SBD Cup or your ass is off the bench or your yeah, feet aren't flat on the floor, no you're, you're getting red lights or yeah. you might not even get a start command, yeah, for true. instance. And that's going to suck because if like, you, like missing your opener is, is, is 
that's the worst thing, especially like your squat. Yeah. Because then you're 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 already so down at the start of your competition. Yeah. The pressure is high. You want that first lift to go good so that the pressure it comes off. Yeah. So that you can relax and enjoy the rest of the meet. If you go too crazy and you want to show off too much for the first one and you fuck it up, you're gonna stay in that over anxious zone. And there's not going to be a really fun competition for you. You're going to try and overcompensate everywhere. And the last thing you want to do is bomb out. Yeah. Come, don't, don't go all, all the way there. Go through all that sign-up process and all that gedoe to fuck up and bomb out on your, on your first lifts. Yeah. And the thing is, that's always something people forget. It's like, you can always go up. You exactly. can, and, and like, you can make some pretty good jumps. If you like yeah. get like a solid opener in that gives you a lot of confidence, you can make some pretty good yeah. uh, big jumps for second and third attempts. Exactly. My philosophy, I've always taught my athletes, and it's always worked wonders, is the first lift is for the refs. The first attempt you do on squat bench deadlift, you're doing it so that they know this guy follows the rules or this girl knows exactly what I what they we expect from them. I don't have to search and look around for bad depth. I don't have to look for the ass coming off. You want a nice, clean, confident rep so that the refs know this person's here to lift seriously. All I have to focus on is whether the person makes a lift or not. So first attempt always goes to the refs. Second attempt is for the coach. He's been do it, there with you from the start. He's put in the work with you. You've built your performance together. It's mostly your work, but the coach is there with you as well. And you want to make sure that it was not a waste of his time. You want to show that respect. You want to show that appreciation. You want to make sure that everyone knows that, hey, I'm being coached by someone who knows what he's doing because I'm able to get good two good attempts in. And the last rep, that's for you. That's when you get to do you got your two reps in that's when you get to choose i'm gonna go hard i'm gonna go i'm gonna lift nine for nine am i gonna keep it for myself am i lifting for a bigger reason than people know about that's when you get this for yourself so the first one's for the refs second one's for your coach third one is for you to go and do exactly what you want with it and that usually helps out a lot so i definitely encourage people especially beginners think about it that way and also if you can just do a beginner's meet because yeah, uh, Alexander, the new uh, employee also wanted to compete because he probably like felt the hype so it's like Hey, that's cool. Sign up, but maybe do a beginners meet before we do SPD Cup, because like you know, yeah, get your feet wet. Yeah, get your feet wet at like an easier competition instead of like the biggest competition in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, so you can at least know what to expect and have a reference point of okay, this is probably where I'm gonna need a little bit of help, a little bit of support. This is where I might yeah. struggle a little bit, or maybe you might find out that well, I perform very comfortably under that pressure. Yeah, and you might not have a bad time at all. So you you get to enjoy the competition more in that sense. And uh, any other piece of advice? Because uh, even maybe for the people who are coming, who are doing this for the actual first time, first meet ever. Uh, any other advice? Start training to standards early. So you mean with your gear, singlet? Yeah, yeah, but also to like competition standards, yeah. like start squatting to depth, make sure your, your ass on the bench, get your pauses on bench right. And start with that early. Like you don't want to adjust to that three weeks out. Because that, that, that's kind of late. Yeah. That's kind of late. Like, start now. Get those ha- good habits in early. If keeping your ass on the bench, squatting depth, all that kind of stuff. And then once the midday rolls around, it's going to be easy as hell. Yeah. To piggyback off of that, I, one thing that some people can do when their first competition or maybe their first big competition is to do midday dry runs. So if your program allows for it, what you do is you plan out a day relatively close to resembling the program of the competition day. What time you would start lifting? How long you would do over your warm up? Oh yeah, that's a good one. And just run the competition. Do conservative lifts. Don't go. Don't max out. Don't peak if it's not part of your program. But you do three singles, building up in weight with 
about how much a group would be of rest. So let's take one minute per person to person does the lift, they change the weights, then it's your turn. Let's say 10 minutes in between, you do your opener, you do your second attempt, third attempt, and then you take whatever the break would normally be. There's always a piece of break, there's another group after you, so you don't go squat, bench, deadlift within an hour. Learn to pace that out. Learn what it's like to not be able to lift on the timing and tempo that you are used to lifting at. Yeah, because I think that's also something very important. Like when, when you're in gym, like you can set your PR whenever you want to. Exactly. If you're at an official competition, at least, like you got to go when you got to go. Like you hear your name, then have you have a minute to get a start command. Yeah. If you aren't on the platform or you didn't get your start command on uh, on time, then it, it's done. Like you're, exactly. your yeah. uh, attempt is gone. And that pacing is really difficult because if you never competed, you've never had that pacing before. If you got a good coach... With some experience, they're able to help you out. They're able to direct you. Okay, now you go rest. Now you go eat. Now you're getting a warm up. Now you got to put your sleeves on. So get in the habit at least a few times before the competition day itself. Have your SBD meet dry run days and learn to run that routine. Learn to run that tempo so that you know what to expect. So your body is at least a little bit used to, well, there's an hour between my squat and my bench. How do I feel? What do I do in between? And um, What does that cooling off feel feels like? So you're not completely caught off guard. Yeah, maybe uh, try and do that with a group of other people around because some people get nervous yeah. uh, with people watching them. That could be a big, big thing. And also, you might as well combine that with sticking to mean standards so you can already practice with someone else giving you a liftoff or giving you commands. Oh, yeah, that's also so, a big thing. And having different perspectives because depth is not the same to everyone. The only depth that matters is the depth that the refs want to see. So if you say, oh, yeah, that's parallel, that's fine, that doesn't mean shit. Other people have to be 100% confident too. Good depth is good depth. If you, in, in Holland, in the Netherlands, if you have to doubt whether you're hitting depth, you're not hitting depth. So get used to that as well. Just do dry run competitions with, with some buddies, with some friends, with some meetups. Yeah, that, that's probably the best piece of advice so people can really get used to it. Hell, you can come do it here if you want as long as you behave and keep my gym fucking clean yeah. if you don't make a mess. And then you can even do it on competition equipment. Exactly. Because calibrated plates and with yeah. a real rack. Because that stuff, like can matter quite a bit especially like, if you're strong like yeah. if you're deadlifting like 250 doing that on a basic fit bar on some techno gym plates is going to feel way different than doing it on a power yeah. bar with calibrated plates exactly it's not the same thing at all so yeah sbd cup should be one hell of a good weekend or weekends it's uh i'm really excited i'm excited to see how it's going to go going to make sure we have a great camera crew there as well to film everything because i think this is, this is going to be the one you're going to want to document yeah you're going to this is the one you're going to want to record for posterity and to learn from and to get people on that hype train to get that career going because people are going to find out i'm made for this if i invest my time and keep enjoying it i might make a run for nationals i might be able to get a podium someday and people are going to qualify and that's going to fuel that fire for nationals as well yeah so uh i mean powerlifting is an amazing sport there's a reason why we are predominantly a powerlifting gym it's, just, it's a lot of fun to be had, and especially on those competition days. If you're part of the crew, even if you're just spectating, you know you usually bring a lot of Iron House members also to watch. People come and they turn up to come support. Yep. So uh, we encourage everyone to do so. We're going to post about it, of course, and make sure everyone knows when they got to be there, who's lifting when. And speaking about that, maybe you should give a shout-out to, because uh, they're going to need a lot of volunteers. Shout-out to the homies, to the fucking yep. organization. But so now they have a uh, sign-up form for volunteers on the competition page. Yeah. So if you go to like uh, Kanka F Sexy Powerlifter, if you Google it, you'll get their yeah. website. Go to the competition page, SBD Cup. 
there should be a sign-up form for uh, a volunteer. So if you're interested, like if you've never gone to the powerlifting competition, but you think it'd be fun to watch and you don't mind helping out, fill that in. Yeah. Because uh, spotting isn't that hard. Like no. you'll probably they'll probably guide you through the process on the day itself. As long as you do your job, you're going to be just fine. Yeah, because remember, you're, you're not just only helping the organization who absolutely need and deserve the help, but you're also helping your fellow Iron House members who are lifting. You're helping people who are competing for the first time. You're helping the whole community. So a few hours out of your day could really make sure everyone runs smoothly. So that's a really good suggestion as well. Yep. If you, if you want to have some fun and great, gain some great experience, people are really grateful for the volunteers. Sign up as a volunteer. Go help them out. And I want to give a special shout-out to the homie Glenn because uh, we've... Uh, he's oh, now part yeah. of Bond. Glenn is the is the the hero we need, but not yeah. the hero we deserve. Yeah, exactly. He's he's been he's been so sharp on all our emails and our questions and getting yeah. shit done. And uh, you know, it's it's even more special when you're talking about volunteers. You know, people doing a doing it out of kinds of their hearts. So you don't expect people to you know be that sharp and that attentive to you when they're you know when it's just. A sport that no one gets paid for and pretty much know, exactly so shout out to glenn and shout out to the whole organization for really stepping up their game um is making our lives here as coaches of powerlifting team a lot easier so shout out to the homies shout out to the bond and good luck to the people organizing the sbd um because they got one hell of a job to do yeah i've i've always offered help they never they never wanted to take it so i'll say again if you guys need anything you guys need some help Holla at me. I love to help. I love to see people shine and enjoy powerlifting. So if you guys need anything, let me know because I can't do everything. But the things in my power, I would more, more than love to do because it's also for my lifters and my coaches. So, man, it's going to be a great competition. I have sure. no doubt. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope that was, uh, that was intriguing. I hope you're excited for the SBD as well. Stay tuned for more episodes about the SBD Cup as well. I think we're definitely going to have at least one, one episode where we go over all the important rules people need to know. Sure. So that'll be your go-to podcast to know, okay, this is everything I need to know about the rules of powerlifting so I don't fuck up. And if you enjoyed the episode, please give us a like and a follow. If you would rather see the video version of this and stare at Roy's pretty face, you can do so on YouTube. And uh, subscribe, comment, like, do all the algorithm shit so that uh, we, uh, we work there. And until uh, the next episode. See ya. Dude, it's hot. It's fucking hot.